Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. All right, good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. How was your weekend? How was your weekend, Mark Schlereth? My weekend was good. I uh, actually, uh, so beautiful on Saturday. I uh, cleared stuff out of the garage. I swept it out, and then I washed her on down. Washed all that salt and that dirt and all that. You know, it's been snowing here nonstop. Yeah, but we're not done with it, yeah, we're supposed to get some snow in here on Wednesday. I saw somewhere where we had like six out of seven Wednesdays it snowed on Wednesday. Yeah, it's supposed to be seven out of eight. Wednesday again. Wednesday again. Wednesday snow day. Damn you, Wednesday. I was up on Saturday. I was in uh, Grand Lake, beautiful Grand Lake, Colorado, uh-huh. ice fishing. Went ice fishing with a buddy. He lives up there. He always says, you should come on ice fishing. I said, I, I, I haven't ice fished since I was a kid on my grandpappy's lake. Yeah. And uh so went up to Grand Lake and took the uh took his uh ATV out onto the lake, towed out some stuff, went about five hundred feet out on Lake Granby. Uh-huh. Dug holes, three holes. How thick was the ice? Um the snow was probably about on top of the ice was probably about it was probably about six inches of snow and then add about another two feet ice. Two feet. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh, so it's pretty thick. Oh yeah, it's pretty thick. You're not you're not cracking. No, I was not fearful of no. uh, being okay. out there. No, not right. at all. Not at all. Good so, deal. Yeah. Oh beautiful day. Sun Jeremiah was out. Johnson Sun over there. was out. Right? And, you know a couple of cold ones, mm-hmm. soaking up some rays, caught right. some fish. Shot a squirrel. <laughs> put it on a spit. That's right. You know? That's just right. Roasted it. That's right. Arr. Ate some bark. Yeah. Wrestled a bear. You know, That's just right. your typical Saturday. But no, it was uh, great to get outside. Great to get outside. Great to be back here with you for another full week. And playoff-style hoops last night. Oh, that, my goodness. That was great. That was great. That really was good. It was highlighted. Playoffs. It was headlined as Bones' return. Look, let, let's just move on from Bones. Bones. Bones got way too much attention here for a back end of the rotation player. Uh-huh. And then his move and his return again. Who cares? Because by the time you got into winning time yesterday, Bones was nowhere to be found. Right. So you deal with the, the players that matter. And it was, what an entertaining game. Sign me up for a seven-game series with the Clippers. That'd be fun. Yeah, it was an entertaining game. And, of course, you know, um, we've been talking about it here a lot, a, a lot. But the Joker did what the Joker did. And uh, especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter and in overtime, that dude was that dude was large and in charge. So I mean, I tell you what, loved, loved, loved watching the Nuggets last night. Loved watching just the chemistry and and the way they play together. I thought it was awesome. There was there were so many good things to come out of this game to to kind of digest them. And if you were watching the game, you want to comment on it. Hit us up on the Ramoslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. But Michael Porter Jr., who's starting to to pick it up. He had two two strong games, actually three strong games coming out of the um the uh, the all-star break, and then he had the the flat game against uh Memphis. They all did. 
But then yeah, he bounces they, back and has a big game last night with a couple of big threes, one in the final minute of regulation, another one early on in overtime. On a night which Aaron Gordon first came back from the rib injury, mm-hmm. ended up fouling out. They needed that third guy to step up. And MPJ, you if you can get consistent playoff performances from Michael Porter Jr. to go with what you know you're going to get from Jokic, Murray, and Gordon, we're going to have a parade here. I'm with, I'm with I mean, you. We'll, we'll have a parade here. Well, what bother Fine, me, play the well, Jinxie Cat yeah. if you want, but if, if you get that... Jinxie, no! If you get that Michael Porter Jr., I'm not saying every night in the playoffs, but consistently in the playoffs... Huh. Game over, man. The, the Game one, over. Yeah, the one that bothered the one that bothered me was Saturday, right? Where he is, I mean, oh for seven from three point. I think two from ten from the field, and, and zero for zero from the foul line. Like if your shot's not going, I get shooters going to shoot, and I get all that stuff. But at some point, scores need to score, and you got to become a scorer, right? That, that's always been my criticism for him. You're six eleven, man. Get to the rim. Your shot's not going down. I know you got a beautiful shot, but it's not going down. Get to the rim. Find a way to be productive. Find a way to score points. That's what I'd like to see for him in for, from him in those situations. But you're right. Like last night, he was really good. That was that was great team basketball. And you know, you and I were talking before the show started. It's the Joker's ability to defer to get his assists to do that, but also you know to make the right play, but also just to be an absolute bully down low. Yeah. Down the stretch. Offensive rebounds, putting them back up, one hand on the, you know, one hand rebound, fighting somebody off with the other arm. How about, how about like, how scratchy were his arms? Holy smokes. What, was what he, is going on? Was he, was he, like, trimming down some rose bushes, you know, to get him ready for the, the spring or what? Did he, I like, I don't know. I mean, was he dancing with rose bushes? I don't know. It was all thorned up, man. Cut your fingernails, guys. Like, what, what is going on? He was scratched. That's assault, brother. Yeah, it was. It was awful looking. His spindly little arms, I still don't like his arms. There is no muscle tone. <laughs> None. It's okay. He's got Serbian strength. He does. That is. Those things are like is. upside down road cones. That's Serbian Ooh. man strength right there. Meanwhile, the Avalanche are officially on a roll. And remember a few weeks ago, Jared Bednar uncharacteristically whining about uh, back-to-backs? Mm-hmm. Avalanche don't seem to have a problem with them. They have played uh, a, a recent stretch of three back-to-backs. So you get six games, possible 12 points. They picked up 11 of a possible 12 points during their stretch of three consecutive back-to-backs, which includes winning the second half of all three back-to-backs against what was a rested opponent. And overall, he has won five straight, 6-0-1 in their last seven, 13, 2, and 2 mm. in their last 17. Momentum is important. And when you get on a stretch, sometimes, you know, sometimes time off, and I'm not time off is always good, but too much time off. Sometimes just, just playing is great. And obviously, they're playing great right now. I, I was, didn't they make some moves too? They made a couple of moves. Back, uh, got another backup goaltender, a guy by the name of uh, Keith Kincaid, they got from uh, Boston. And then they made a deal with Chicago. They bring back a popular defenseman, Jack Johnson. Remember the opening night, the uh, image of they're playing the Blackhawks in the opening night, they uh-huh. raised the banner. Yeah. And the Blackhawks, the rest of the team goes back inside right. to their, their dressing room. And Johnson, playing for the Blackhawks, is the only guy sitting out on the, uh, sitting on the bench. Uh-huh. He's watching the banner. And then they, they wave over to him. And they're like, get over here. Right. You know, So he's over there. He's got his arm around him. Well, he's back. and We're back. 
Even though, thank you, Vance. Uh, your your comments take on a whole new meaning now. Mm-hmm. We're back. Yes. So he comes back. You know, I saw some people on Twitter, some Mavs fans complaining that you know they, they're bringing back a guy who's uh, they gave up Andreas England on the on the way out, and you know uh, the idea being, hey, wait a minute, you gave up a younger guy, uh, maybe with more upside for for an older guy in, in Jack Johnson, but yeah. Mark, you know, you you and you've said this many times that when when the Broncos lost Keith Burns, it was a big loss just because sure. of that that chemistry that yeah. that that glue type guy. Johnson's one of those kind of guys. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. That's that's what. Plus, come on, we traded an English guy, England, for what's more American than Jack Johnson? That's true, right? right. America, boom. We just America it up. That's right. We are off. Go abs. And uh, rolling again. Hit us up on the rebelslaw.com text line 303-713-1043. Combine coming up this uh, week. What is on the to-do list for Sean Payton? We'll tell you next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress. Relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. You got comments on the playoff style exciting Nuggets win last night? Hit us up, Ramoslaw.com text line 303-713-1043. Talked about that in the uh, first segment. Avalanche making a trade. The Combine gets started this week. Broncos at the Combine. Yeah, we had a little chat going between the three of us, you, me, and and Fever yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And Fever came out and said that the Broncos' offensive line is a a potential disaster and that it has to be the sole focus of what they do in the offseason, free agency in the draft. Sure. You counter by saying, well, wait a minute, maybe it's not that bad. So why don't you... Well, talk fever and maybe others off the ledge. No, I mean, there's there's a ton of questions. I agree with fever. There's a ton of questions. But Bowles is going to come back. And it, it's not like he's coming back from a, a like a knee, like a knee replacement, not replacement, but ACL, ACL type of thing. He's coming back from a, a fracture, a leg fracture, which, um, you know, I think those are those are relatively like you don't lose athleticism with that. Often. Well, you, you can a little bit, but bottom line is you should come back. You should bounce back from that relatively in, in good shape, okay? Um, you should get Cush back. And I'm not saying Cush is the best center in football, but he's not terrible, and he's improved. Um, third year for Miners coming back. He was injured. Um, he should be better. So you've got to make a decision on Dalton Reisner. I think he'll go. And you got to make a decision. You got to figure out your right tackle. The the issue for me is depth and development, right? I mean, and let's let's face it. Hackett did no favors by, you know, by hiring a first time old line coach. That didn't know what he was doing. Well, let's just be frank. That was awful. So the development that that's a wasted year for a guy like Miners. Now you're going to get a professional. O-line coach in there, in Zach Streif, a guy who has done it for years, played for 10, 11 years. So he's got the understands. And this guy is going to understand nuance 
more than most. Why? Because this guy was not the most gifted athlete that's ever played. And I'm not trying to be derogatory. He just wasn't. But damn good player. And so he understands how difficult this game is. He will give them more in the first couple of weeks of more understanding the first couple of weeks of of OTAs than they got all season under John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt over there. <laughs> so you got a left guard and a right tackle. Yeah. You got to need to find a left guard, right tackle. And you and you need to develop depth. Like one of the things that was interesting to me, like look at Philadelphia who represented the NFC in the in the Super Bowl. They knew they have a all-star center who, you know, hopefully Jason Kelsey plays another year because I love him. But you know who they drafted a year ago? Cam Jurgens out of Nebraska, who's a damn good player in the second round. So you took a second round pick. Now we would have, you know, we would have under past regimes, we would have taken a wide receiver without question because you just got to take wide receivers, right? They took a second round pick knowing that eventually, it may not be this year, it may not be next year, maybe not, but eventually we're going to need a, a new center. Then two years ago, three years ago, they took a kid in the first round, Andre Dillard, to play tackle. That guy hasn't started. He started multiple games, but he hasn't become a full-time starter. And he started a guard and he started a tackle. They took him in the first round. Why? Because you know you need that position. You know you need to develop that position. And they've got one of the best O-line coaches in football in Jeff Stoutland. So they've addressed not only their starters, but they've addressed their backups. They've addressed, you know, that depth. And, and so there's it's a twofold, a two-pronged issue in, in Denver is not only those starting positions, but you have to develop depth. And last year was, to me, was a wasted year. It's a shame, but it was a wasted year in development of that position that hasn't truly been developed in, what, last seven Reaction to uh, what went down last night on the Ramoslav.com text line. Yeah, great win for the Nuggets, but you know ESPN is just going to make this all about Kawhi and Paul George. Yes, yes. Yeah, they will. Yes, and you know what? I, I, I'm, I get it now. I'm not fine with it, but I understand it, and that's just the way it is. And until the Nuggets go out and win a championship, that's just the way it's going to be. I, I go win the whole bleeping thing. Let me defend. Let me defend, and you won't hear me do this very often, but let me defend ESPN. So what would you do? Let me ask you that. What would you do? MVB talk, you know, now it's Dame Lillard. Scored 71 yesterday, right? His last two months, he's been on fire. What about Dame Lillard? All right. They're not even in the playoffs. Right. But what would you, what do you do? Do you go, hey, here's a market that nobody really pays attention to. They don't even put the games in their, in their home market. Like 60% of us can't get the games in the home market. He's got a point. Here's a team that, that, for, they've had the two-time MVP that 60% of the fan base can't watch over the last two years. Shame on you. Okay, but that's that's where we sit right now. And if their home if their home fans don't even know this team, why do you think anybody in the, in nationally is going to know this team? So why are we just going to go, hey, it's all Jokic. Jokic is going to be the three-time MVP. We've got to create something. They do. I understand how the TV business works. We have to create something. We've got to create. So anybody who has a week, a good week, that's a that's a superstar or that's a star in this league is going to automatically trump on ESPN the Joker and the Nuggets 
regardless of what they do. Hey, the Joker is another triple-double. He's undefeated. What is he now, 27-0? and 0. When he gets a triple-double, he hasn't been under 50% since October 28th. Like, it doesn't matter. If Lillard scores 71, it's going to be Lillard. If if freaking Embiid has a day, it's going to be mm-hmm. Embiid. It, it doesn't, it does, it's just the way it's going to work until he Intel. gets anointed the MVP again. It gets he voted in as the MVP again. And then they'll start talking about, hey, you know, this Lakers team, and uh, if they get in the playoffs and, and they draw the Nuggets, number one, this could be a matchup. You got to win the whole thing. That's just that, that's yeah. as simple as that. Or at least make it to the NBA Finals. At, at minimum, you, you want the national dialogue, conversation to change. You got to make it at least to the uh, NBA Finals. Win one more. Thing. There you go, Jake. One more. Guys, early tell me why I'm wrong. Avalanche worry meter is now under three and a half. Ooh. Yeah. 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 It was kind of... It, got, it locked in there at about four and a half for yeah, me. Yeah, four and a hook. But yeah, now it's it never, down. It never got five. It never got no, five. Nope, nope, nope. And now, you're right, now it's down to, I, I think, three and a half or three. Yeah. They're going, to, they're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. They will go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Dixie, no. no I'm, I'm, Mike is just. No, I'm sorry. I know, no, I love it, Mike. Now, whether or not they win it all, that's, now that, now that is another story, but they're going to get there because there's nobody in the West that can beat them. Hello, Jinx. Nope. You think you Sorry. have more confidence? Nobody in the West. I am more Hello, confident. Jinx. I am more confident about them getting through the West this year than I was last okay. year. More confidence. Nuggets and Avs getting to the finals or your first couple of steps on that ice yesterday? <laughs> nah, I felt good about the ice. Okay. Somebody's like, man, two, two feet of ice, is that enough to... Carry your melon. If you would have slipped Huge. like your feet underneath you, and then your melon hit first, if your head would have hit first, then we may have had a then we may have had a situation. The locals would have been talking about the winter of twenty twenty three when the ice went out way too early. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> morning brew coming up next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of Joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Schlereth and Evans. Playoff-style basketball last night at the sack. And the stars were out. Three. Started by Bones now. Here we go. Three. Launches. Oh! And Murray said, he can't guard me. I think I read that right. He can't guard me. Altitude TV there. It was it was billed as Bones' return, but... He got 14 minutes in overtime, and he, he was—he wasn't even anywhere to be found in the second half. So, and Bones's return was the initial headline, but what replaced it, thankfully, so was really good basketball, mm. playoff style basketball. And in the end, Nikola Jokic showed why he's the three-time MVP. He was just everywhere. They had no answer for him. Anytime the ball went into him, he was—he was looking to. Uh, be the guy. He wasn't looking. He wasn't out there to defer. Uh, he was looking to go to the rim. He was looking to go to the free throw line. And it was what MVPs do. You know, on the other end, Kawhi Leonard was carrying the Clippers. It was it was great. And it's why, Mark, when you look ahead to the NBA playoffs, I know that the Nuggets like to talk about their depth. And yeah, depth matters. Mm-hmm. But last night was another reminder that when you get into playoff basketball, really, it's about the stars. It's about the stars. Yeah, it is. And it's about and, the stars delivering. And let's face it, man, the Clippers the Clippers got stars now. Kawhi Leonard's a that dude's a basketball he's player. Legit. Man. He's legit. He's is, big time. He'd be scary in a series. Right. Paul George, Paul, Paul eh, George is, Paul George got a little bit of uh, wolf wolf in him. That I don't trust. Oh, that kind of dog? Yeah. Yeah. 
Russell Westbrook. Well, I know Russell. Please. He's an athlete. That dude's that dude's an athlete. That to me, he, he used to be so sublime. And then you start to. It's when athletes lose their athleticism, and then they become very because they never really developed their 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 basketball skills or their whatever skills. Like they've they've relied on athleticism when you when you lose some of that. That he's he's a guy. You know, watching the Clippers. All the respect in the world for Kawhi. That that guy. Yeah. Hmm. But everybody, the Clippers are a dumb basketball team outside of Kawhi. They're just dumb. You just watch the way they play. They're dumb. Ooh. Now, but, in a seven-game series with these guys, I think it'd be, you know, I, I think it'd be a six-game series. And, and I, I would make it a six-game series because I do defer to the greatness of, of Kawhi. But <laughs> Nuggets would still win. <laughs> Nuggets would still win. Yeah, I give you. Nuggets, Nuggets win that series. Next on the Morning Brew, another terrific back-to-back showing by the Avs. Here now is Drew Hook. Puts it on Now, if you want to talk about a legitimate return, not the charade that was Bones' return. Uh-huh. That's Kadri back on Saturday. That was cool. See the uh, pictures yeah. of him warming yeah. up? Yeah. He just... Like for thirty seconds, just along the board, standing, looking up at the banner. Hmm. That's cool. Everyone that has the liability in the playoffs, you kiss my ass. I like Nas. He's just got some. He has some saltiness to him that I appreciate. Yeah, some snark to him. <clears throat> Do they still have to go out and find either a second line center or a second line first line top six forward impact forward? Or are they good with what they've got? And you hope that Landis Scott comes back. Well, that's what my thing is. I think they feel good about where they are right now with Landis Scott coming back. Like, if they can get that kind of performance out of Landis Scott, then they're good. I don't think they'll just... They'll hope for it, but they won't count on it. I still believe the Az will be... They've got a big move in their future. I, I, yeah. I would be stunned. I really would. I just think this team knows they're in a championship window. They're not going to leave anything to chance. I still think that you're going to see them go out and make a move for a second line center or a, a top six forward. Okay, with the idea I, that hey, I would love it. With the idea that if Gabe comes back and he's 100 percent ready to roll, great. Embarrassment right. of riches, right? But I would love to see that. I I just don't know who would be available. I don't know enough about that to know like who would be available and who would fit that bill and would slide in here seamlessly and and be that guy. That I don't know. They made a bunch of moves at the deadline last year. Worked out just fine. Yeah, they did. Those guys fit in. Next on the morning brew, the Broncos sending their entire contingent out to the combine. Thank God they put their staff together. Yeah. Last week. Otherwise, they'd have nobody to go to the combine. Right. The combine is 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 a place to, let's see, evaluate talent, party, and maybe work on some deals. Free agent deals. Mm-hmm. Talk to agents. Talk to agents. Yeah. Work on potential deals, trades, all that kind of thing. Also, maybe the idea of trying to get a deal done with Draymond Jones. Right. Where would you put the odds of the Broncos, A, working on a long-term deal with Draymond, mm-hmm. or B, franchise tagging him? Oh, I would say working on a long-term deal with Draymond. What, what, before, the, before the franchise tag deadline? Before March 7th? Yes. 
I would say that that's less than 20%. Okay. I would say to get a long-term deal done, they're going to have to franchise it. Okay. Because why would Tell you... Me right now? Like, why would... If you were Draymond, why would you agree to a long-term deal right now? Unless you're well, going to make you know, him the it, highest paid D tackle in football, you're not doing that. Well, you're not giving you, him. Yeah, but if you know that they're going to franchise tag me anyway, then I might as well. Because the moment you start franchising, franchise tagging guys, that's when that's when the tension starts to build. That's where the animosity starts to build. Mm-hmm. Even though the players, you know, are, there's already animosity. Well, there. hey, the players agreed to the franchise tag. That's that wasn't right. something that was rammed down their throats. They agreed to it. So, but it, yet it is still. A mechanism that when a team tags a player, the, the player is immediately bitter. They don't like it. I understand that. So maybe if he knows a franchise tag is coming, then let's get ahead of the bitterness and get a deal done. Yeah, but I tell you, the franchise tag, the way it's worked here lately because of the money, I mean, he's going to be one year, $20 million. And then a lot of these a lot of these guys will say, okay, I'll sign that franchise tag, but you got to guarantee you're not going to franchise tag me next year. No two franchise tags in a row. Then I really do become a free agent. So wait, I'm going to get a $20 million guarantee for one year, and all I, I got to do is you know make sure that, and I know it's easier said than done, but what are the odds of me getting hurt and having, you know, you got to kind of gamble on yourself, but... It's not the worst thing. So I don't think they get anything done. I think they have to. They're going to be forced to franchise. Next on the Morning Brew, good to see some spring training baseball highlights over the weekend. Yeah. The Rockies have surged out of the gates. Yes. In Cactus League play. There's nobody better in Cactus League play than the Rockies. They are just serious. 2-0. Two W's, bud. Two. Two W's. W. W. (laughs) And let's face it. It's all about Chris and the kids. So yeah. we might as well start looking at some of these kids and seeing what they got. Drew Romo. Romo. True Drew Romo. Catcher. 21-year-old catcher uh, that they like a lot. And yesterday he was 3-for-3 uh, three three with two runs scored, a triple. Drove in four. All right. All right. Couldn't go. I mean, how are you going to go wrong with a name like Romo? Rockies fans, you got a bunch of young players coming up through the ranks over the next couple of years. You you might as well start learning the guys because that's it's all about the kids. I tell you what, though, if you're into Cactus League championships, yeah, that's right, we got a chance. Two wins, bud. Two. W W. That'll do it for the uh, morning brew. Bring that to each and every morning at six thirty. Andrew Mason up and early on a Monday. He'll join us to uh, preview what's going to be happening out in Indy this week at the Combine, where he will be at. He'll join us next. Joe Lombardi is reuniting with Sean Payton as the Broncos often. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Andrew Mason, our senior Bronco writer at DenverSports.com, joins us on the Johnson Auto Plaza hotline. And Mace, good morning. You're going to be heading out to Indy today for the Combine this week. Uh, Give us two or three items that are on Sean Payton and the Broncos' to-do list. Well, I mean, obviously the first item on the list is uh, is what they're going to do draft wise? Like a lot of a lot of people will say, like the biggest thing about the combine 
is the information you get, particularly medically, on um, on prospects. Uh, you're you're going to see a good chunk of them work out. You're going to get a chance to interview them. You're allowed to interview sixty in for in a formal fifteen minute interviews. So that's going to be going to matter as well. But when you're the Broncos and you don't pick until the third round, that means you're probably going to be looking at some prospects who maybe fall a bit because of medicals, and yet they have talent that is above a third-round level, perhaps. And that may be, and, and that means, while it's always important to get the medicals on, it may be even more important for the Broncos this year as they try to maximize what draft capital they still do have going into this draft. You know, when you walk in there, and I guess it's kind of like preparing for a game. You know, I always prepare for a game, Andrew, and I think, oh, this is going to happen. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And then ultimately the game unfolds and, you know, three-quarters of the stuff you prepare for doesn't happen. Do you go in there thinking you're going to write some stories or do you just keep yourself open and say, hey, man, whatever whatever comes my way, I'm just going to fish for information and then write stories? How, how do you – like what's your process going into the in, into Combine? It's more the latter. I mean, I have, I have a little bit of an idea of uh, what what players I'm going to kind of kind of seek out and t- which players I'm going to seek out and talk to as the week progresses because we we know which day we're talking to which ones. But at the same time, I think uh, you're just open to whatever. Actually, this year we'll get to watch uh, the workouts in person. The media will, which is something that hasn't really happened before. So, so. I'm sure I'll get stuff out of that, but then also you just got your ear. You just you got your ear to the ground. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, rumors, a lot of stuff that gets kind of gets floated uh, floated around there. You end up learning some things, and then also, um, and and then kind of the most direct thing on Tuesday, we'll hear from both Sean Payton and, and George Payton. Uh, they're going to talk. Um, they're going to do press conferences Tuesday morning at eight and eight fifteen Mountain Time, and then we'll hear a little more from them after that. So. You just kind of just you basically just go in open to uh, to, to whatever, and that's honest, honestly stink. That's kind of how I approach uh, every day. Is like I, I don't go in with a plan of like I'm going to write this specific story, or even when I interview somebody, I don't go in saying okay, it's going to be about this specific angle because if you listen, sometimes the best angle ends up coming right there, uh, just without you thinking about it, and you just go with it. The Broncos with only a handful of picks, was six uh, officially right now. Not necessarily a bad thing if you look at Sean Payton's history with New Orleans between 2009 and 2020. Six of those years, they had five picks or less in those drafts. And one thing that was pretty clear, if you're looking at the themes that developed with Payton when it came to his drafts, that he loves to trade future picks for current picks. And he's not afraid to give up picks to target a specific guy. So do you think we'll continue to see that play out this Draft season. I think targeting a specific player, yeah, and I think uh, let's look at the fact the Broncos have two third round picks. If they see somebody they like that is dropping, say, to around pick 45 or 50, then that may be right there in the range where. They may take those sec- those third round picks and move up, or maybe it's okay. We're, we'll take uh, you know we'll take next year's second round pick and package it and, and move and move up. The, uh, the 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 thing is though with uh, with the Saints, a lot of times, a lot of, more often that happened with uh, fir- with with first round picks that they would move up to 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 do that. And I think it was um, 
I'm trying to think of the year here. It was the year that they drafted Marcus Davenport, 2018, that they sacrificed future draft capital to move up. I believe it was 13 slots and take Davenport in the first round of 2018, and then they sacrificed their 2019 first-round pick. I'm not sure you'll see a deal quite like that, in, at least not this year. I think they'll get back to it in, in future years. But I, I would be shocked if I didn't, if you didn't see the Broncos make some kind of trade, especially, I mean, George Payton loves to make deals as well. The thing is, Payton would usually make deals that also involve some kind of exchange of late round capital and, they don't really have that right now, which is why the next couple of weeks could be interesting if the Broncos do make a trade or two of a player that maybe doesn't fit in Sean Payton's plans to try to get more draft capital so they can work with that this year. Mace, we've talked a lot about uh, the Broncos' needs and what they have to address, and offensive line seems to be on the top of everybody's or the tip of everybody's tongue. Um, what say you about their needs at the offensive line position, or is there a position that I'm missing that you think they need to address? I think it starts there. Now, I think they will do some addressing of that in free agency as well. So how how great a need it appears to be, it may look different three weeks from now than it does, than it does today. But I do think it starts with O-line. And the other thing on the offensive line is that I think that's a position, I know Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network addressed this on Friday as well with, with media, that that's a position where there should be some decent value of players who drop into the third round right there when, when the Broncos pick. Uh, but kind of looking and looking around the roster, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they add another edge rusher. Of course, that's from the area from which they traded Bradley Chubb, and right now you're looking at at Randy Gregory and Baron Browning being the starters. Of course, the thing with Gregory is, as we know, uh, he struggles with the ability, with uh, what they say the best ability is, and that's availability. So you may want to add somebody there. And certainly Nick Benito, his rookie season last year was at best mixed uh, after being a second round pick. And then, and, and then beyond that, I wouldn't be surprised if they add a running back at some point. Again, if they add a running back in free agency, then then that goes off the list. But there's some real good value on running backs here as you get into the third, fourth, fifth round. And we've seen over the years that teams, including the Saints with Alvin Kamara, have done a great job of finding running backs in those mid mid round pick uh, of their of those mid round picks. So I think running backs the position they look at, and possibly safety as well. Compliment for Justin Simmons. Andrew Mason, Game Radio, uh, head off to be our guy at the uh, combine all week. But uh, real quick before we let you go, the uh, article in The Athletic that dropped down on Friday, the deep dive into Russell Wilson. A lot of stuff that we had already known about. It was maybe accentuated a little bit more, but maybe the bigger takeaway was right at the beginning, the idea that Russell Wilson was trying to push Pete Carroll out and replace him with Sean Payton. Now, Russ's team vehemently denied that. Russ himself took to social media saying, hey, I love Pete. What was your overall, now that you've had the weekend to kind of digest it, what was your overall reaction to um, what came out of that piece? Well, obviously, like, nationally, the big thing was 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 John Schneider, Pete Carroll, uh, Russell Wilson, that part of it. I mentioned this uh, on Orange and Blue Today with Cecil Lammy on, on Friday, our, our digital show. It's at 3.30 at Mountain Time every weekday. I thought a really interesting thing in there was, and, and Jerry Judy and Kendall Hinton talked about this, was the fact that Russell Wilson's office at Broncos headquarters, the UCL Training Center, was on the second floor. And that's an interesting little note because usually over the years, 
The first floor is kind of is, is more the players' territory. That's where you have the locker room. That's where you've got the position rooms. That's where you've got the the equipment room and the training room where players spend a lot of time. Usually, the second floor is the place you go where if where if you're signing a contract and maybe you've you you're being called up to having a one on one meeting with a coach. But oftentimes, it's where you go when they tell you bad news. And and you know the second floor is coaches, uh, personnel department. PR, finance, digital media—it's more—it's—it's it's more the the business administ- the business and management side. The first floor is the players, and so I thought, kind of symbolically, Russell Wilson having his office on the second floor said some things, and maybe not, and, and maybe not the best things about kind of where Russell Wilson is with the rest of his team. So, if Russ wants to have his own space, I think they should find a way to get that back on the first floor, where where the team is and where and where the players generally congregate, because I think that that. Created part of the un, uh, created part of the unspoken gulf, I think, between Russell Wilson and the team. It, it, it may not have been the biggest deal, but it symbolized kind of the gap between Russ and his teammates. And so, it's it's not a big deal to have an office. I think it was a big deal to have it on the second floor. Good yeah. stuff. Good info, Mace. Uh, nope. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think uh, he's got a place on the first floor. It's called his locker. Get your ass in there. <laughs> Safe travels, Mace. We'll hear from you uh, all throughout the week at the combine. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Have a great Monday. And Andrew Mason, our senior Bronco writer at denversports.com on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. Four Down Territory next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 